This is the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, Dr. Andy Johnson. Today, we are talking about motivation and learning in general. It can be applied to learning to read, but just learning in general. Defining our terms. Motivation is an internal state that causes us to direct attention or to maintain behavior. Motivation can direct our attention and sustain our behavior toward a particular goal. Now, all students enter kindergarten excited and motivated to learn. They see themselves as able learners, whole and complete. But something happens in the next two years as some of our students travel down the educational conveyor belt. They begin to view themselves as defective. The system begins to view them as broken toys that need to be sent back to Santa's workshop. In order to get the education they need, the educational bureaucracy has forced us to stamp a big label on their foreheads and these children are labeled learning disabled. As described in another podcast, this term does not exist. All human beings learn. Learning is a state of being human and being alive. But with their label now in place, we send these little humans off to rooms down the hall to get them all fixed up so they can return to the, quote, normal, unquote, classroom with the, quote, normal, unquote, kids. Just as all students learn, all students are motivated to do something. The problem is that some of these students, some of these things they're motivated to do are not always school-related things. But again, put yourself in the place of a student with a reading disability. How motivated would you be to come to school and fail every day? So here's some motivating facts for you. I've got four of them. Number one, motivation and achievement are highly correlated. Note that correlation does not infer causation. That is, we can't say that motivation causes high achievement or high achievement causes motivation. But we can say with confidence that there's a strong relationship between the two. Number two, motivation is highly related to positive attitude and persistence. Students who are highly motivated have a more positive attitude towards school, they cause fewer management problems, and they're more likely to persist on difficult tasks. Motivation fact number three, incentives differ. Now an incentive is any object or event that either encourages or discourages behavior. We usually think of incentives as rewards, but they could be punishers as well. Some think that if we just find the right incentive, that we can motivate all students to learn. Two things wrong with this idea. First, what is motivating to one person in one setting may not be motivating to others in another. Some children may be very motivated to get a sticker to be a teacher helper or to get a letter grade that's closer to the front of the alphabet, while others may not. With some, learned helplessness has set in like rigor mortis on day-old roadkill. They realize that no matter what they do, they can't earn the reward. This creates even more anger and resentment. Second, simply looking for rewards and punishments to manipulate students into doing things puts teaching at the same level as the operator of a Skinner box handing out rat pellets and electric shocks. We are teachers. 
not rat trainers. And motivating idea number four, a mismatch between school goals and student goals. All students are motivated to achieve certain goals. However, students' goals are sometimes much different from school goals. Think back, if you can, to your own high school experience. What were you motivated to do? I would guess that goals related to social interactions, sports, music, relationships, self-expression, and having fun were at the top of the list. I would guess as well that motivation to learn was a little further down the list. You may have been motivated to achieve, but this is different from being motivated to learn to find out about things. As classroom teachers, if we can align our learning goals with students' goals, teaching becomes effortless. This is teaching magic. This means trying to get a handle on what our students' natural inclinations are and create learning experiences, activities, and assignments as part of learning in your classroom. Middle school and high school students are negotiating social roles, peer groups, self-identity, and their own values. Creating cooperative learning activities based on these enhances learning. This doesn't mean that you give up academic goals. As a matter of fact, students will learn more and learn more deeply if they're motivated to learn. So it simply means that you design learning, uh, design lessons, activities, and assignments around students' natural desires, and you provide some open-endedness. This has been the Reading Instruction Show. We've been looking at motivation.